0: what's going on family welcome to another episode of the fatherhood village podcast the official home for proud fathers and mentors i'm dale holloway here with kev hick we are your tv hosts look we got a fun show on the way man we're talking about seven tips for new dads i things that we didn't know a whole lot about going into fatherhood things we picked up along the way so we want to share some of this game and uh you know have a very informative conversation man but we're gonna have fun we're gonna have fun before we get into that we're gonna introduce my boy kev hicks see how he doing what's going on with you baby man i'm chilling no complaints bro how's no complaints awesome. how's the house of family everybody good
1: everybody great man everybody great we had a good weekend busy winding down you know how they go. Sundays are normally busier than Fridays and Saturdays in this house. So we got to get ready for Monday and, you know, four people trying to get ready for then
0: you know, a Monday. So,
1: but we good, man. What's going on with you?
0: Good. Oh, man, just wrapping up here in uh, Alabama for this instructor course I was in. And I'm kind of dreading it's kind of bittersweet because I miss the family. I want to yeah. get back to the fam, but it's snow on the ground mm-hmm. in the last mm-hmm. night Oh, yeah, so, yeah. It's Alaska. <laughs> I got to give up this warm weather, man. It's 80, 87 degrees tomorrow. It's like in the 30s and 40s in, a, in Anchorage. So it's like, ah, I can't back take it your, with me. <laughs> get back
1: to your igloo. Get back right. to your
0: igloo. <laughs> well, yeah, man. So we're going to get right into it. These uh, seven tips that we're going to list are in no particular order. Just uh, things that we kind of thought of and could be very very useful for those that that's listening um so share this content if you feel that a lot of new parents would appreciate it which i'm sure they will um but let's start with this first one
1: all right day So before we continue i want to give a shout out to our sponsors let's get checked listen fellas low testosterone can cause muscle loss erectile dysfunction reduced sex drive fatigue obesity and symptoms of depression So if you're having trouble making gains at the gym, putting it down in the bedroom, maintaining adequate energy levels, staying lean, having mood issues, you could in fact have low testosterone. I can say from experience that Let's Get Checked makes getting tested easy with next day delivery. You just receive your test, send it off, and get your results in two to five days. Get your testosterone levels checked today at trylgc.com forward slash TFV. Again, that's trylgc.com forward slash TFV. The coupon code TFV gets you 30% off in the checkout. As men and as leaders, we got to be fully functional out here. The array of home health test kits available from Let's Get Checked makes staying on top of your health easy. So check it out, guys. The link's in the description. Now let's get back into this conversation
0: let's start with this first one being flexible all right so with this we know as parents man things can get chaotic quick and the child is like the center of everything right now so everything you you know revolves around the child so things that we were previously engaged with before the birth they get pushed off you know what i'm saying they might even fall all the way off like different hobbies I know us, Kev, we, we're entrepreneurs, so things got to, you know, come to a screeching halt. Yeah. You got to get real meticulous with your time. You know, what were what some things that you kind of either had to put to a side or, like, really reduce the time you spent on that? Like, how'd that look on, on your end?
1: I think it was an adjustment for me to be less productive or in less productive in ways that I I equate productivity, right? Um, obviously, the man of the house, uh, father... Uh, the provider. I'm I'm supposed to make sure that I'm always producing a fruit for our family, right? Um, and mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, when you when you first have kids, the transition from not uh, having anyone else to answer to besides your wife or worry about besides your wife or your or your spouse, your partner, your girlfriend, your life partner, whatever. Um, th- that's a transition that can be hard to make if you know you've really uh, maximize your earning potential with that extra time and with the lack of consideration that you need to take for everything else right but when you have a child it's very difficult to adjust your productivity you know and, and even the way you produce income for your family while also being a helpmate for your partner and being a, a, a an active participant in the the uh, safety and the provisions and the feeding and the caring for and the nurturing and the supporting of that child so you know you have to start to prioritize you know uh, financial production versus uh, you know just being a support system for that child and a lot of times men mess that up uh, and it, it ends up messing up the relationship or causing difficulties because they don't know how to do anything but work right but they don't they have to learn how to support they have to learn how to nurture so to be flexible enough. Uh, to understand that those things will have to happen. Those evolutions will have to happen. Prepare yourself mentally and emotionally uh, to either change your work schedule, uh, to be a little bit more self-sacrificial, to not be as rigid in what you believe is the right way, because the right way will change as your life changes. Um, And this is a huge life changer. And so um, I think that that was the biggest thing that I had to learn to be flexible about was just Uh, trying to figure out how to maintain my productivity while also being a support system for my wife and my child and uh, actually being there and being present and being active because that child has to get to know you. That child has to uh, get used to you. That child has to learn how to be comfortable with you and feel safe in your arms. And uh, if you're an absentee dad or if you're too busy, that child never really quite quite bonds with you, and that could be uh, detrimental for years to come. So it's really important that you learn to put things down and prioritize that child over some of the things that you might have been able to do before you had that child. And so being flexible in that way uh, was very helpful for me. And I know a lot of dads who now look at the relationship they have with their child, and it started from them, you know, being very young, being infants, and, and you know, getting so much from their fathers that they learn to grow and trust their fathers in time. Uh, just like they did their mothers. And so, you know, uh, that's what I learned. And that was the flexibility that I had to apply to my life to be an active and a effective father.
0: Yeah, it's, it's tough. You know, a lot of men like myself, we had the things that we, you know, had deep interest in, things that, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time perfecting or just things we enjoyed in general, like hoping. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: going out uh, for those that that went out often with, with the guys, with the fellas, uh, maybe just to watch a game. Um, you know, things you did with with the significant other, with your wife, or uh, you know, your spouse, like just going to movies, uh, concerts, yeah. uh, just being out and about. So a lot of those things, you know, come to maybe not an end, but it's it's a rare scene you know, for, you know, a length of time. So you have to be, you have to prepare for that. You know, and sometimes it's hard for people to accept it and to deal with it. And, and the wife had talked to me uh, a few days ago about men suffer from postpartum, uh, you know, when the, when the child comes into their life. Yeah. And then they kind of go through some, some depressive states and things like that. So it's real, you know, so you kind of, during this, the nine months or, you know, the length of time, by the time you know that you're having a child, but um, it's tough, it's tough, and but know that it's a teamwork, it's a partnership type of thing that you have to um, you know, and assume a role, know what your role, your roles are, what they look like, um, you know, and you gotta take initiative sometime, you can't always wait to be told for things to go wrong, you gotta Initiate that that proactive state, you know mm-hmm. uh, if you if if folks haven't already some can just pick up and go they can hit that switch and you know they just get it off the bat and I, I had some struggles like I wasn't completely consistent, you know what I'm saying so it was and Angel, she was you know breastfeeding exclusively mm-hmm. with char Day, our first child and I'm going to pretty much revert a lot of these things to, um, Charde Being been our first child, was our, my first experience, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, there was times where I, you know, I tried to comfort, uh, our daughter, but you know, failed attempts. And I'm thinking, okay, she just gotta be hungry. That was like the last thing I was thinking. Sometimes the first thing I was like, Oh, she must be hungry. And I'm giving her right back to, to my wife. But a lot of times, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, man, I'm trying to finish something over here or mm. I'm on the phone or something. <laughs> I, I wasn't willing to let go of, yeah. you know, and like I said, it was times I was selfish. I'm not going to lie. And that's not helpful for, you know, the, the family as a whole, because my wife, she's very selfless. Um, and it was times that I took advantage of that. And it wasn't because I was trying to make things difficult it was like because i'm set on things trying to complete them start and finish right. i'm trying to do that and i'm not trying to take a break i'm not trying to get to a stopping point I'm like, but well, let me just get this over right and then you got me but it doesn't work like that you you can't you can't move that way you know what i'm Absolutely. saying so, so yeah you, be, you, you being, being task
1: oriented men uh, a lot of times in large part to your point being task oriented have a lot of difficulty with the flexibility portion of this Right. Because we just see a task. What needs to be done for this house? What needs to be done in this house? What needs to be done by me? Right. And then other things come on, you know, a kid starts crying or somebody needs some attention. You're like, well, uh, I don't know, I'm going to short circuit because that's not the task <laughs> that that I was, that I was focused on. Right. And so mm-hmm. uh, it does take some uh, flexibility and just some growth and learning that you need to be able to start and stop things that even you find important because there are more important, you know, moments than, you know, these overall projects that you pick up. And, you know, I remember me and you were talking about this and you're talking about the evolution of you know learning to not be so selfish learning to be more supportive more consistency uh, more consistently uh, with Shardae and then when you had your son you you actually had come into that because you had faced that challenge and you 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 saw that in yourself because you admitted that you was wrong about that and i think that um that's flexible too like you know you cannot be r- r- rigidity that rigidity that we have to um like the commitment that we have to our own understanding of how things work in the absence of you know trying to understand our partners, uh, can can cause a lot of damage and make a new child in a house uh, very very stressful. So I want to first of all commend you for recognizing that portion in yourself that you just needed to be you Sorry. know more more than what you were at that time, and just stepping up and just saying, hey, listen, I'm clearly flawed in this way. Uh, I'm not good enough in this way, but I can be great. You know, and I have been great, and I'm gonna be great. So uh, you know that flexibility is important.
0: Yeah. Yeah, not, and not to stay on this topic too, too long, but I think as men, some of us don't realize how much our, the mother of our child went through for nine months, right? Mm-hmm. And then the ongoing, uh, adjustment period after the birth, you know right. what I'm saying? Like her body's still recovering. She's going through these things for the first time. The hormones are going crazy. A lot of women are very sensitive and, um, you know about their bodies um and it's just a lot they're going through emotionally yeah you know what i'm saying so sometimes we may be absent-minded of that and we think because we feel that things are cool for us like okay well she's probably cool that it's over huh eh, it's not yeah. over you just at a different stage you know what i'm saying so yeah just being cognizant of like, oh, bro, like you'll never feel and understand what she's going through. So just be receptive to a lot of things, and just take initiative. Do things that maybe you haven't done before, but you know it'll benefit her. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. Like, hey, if if you're not in the uh, feet massaging, you got to get started. You know what I'm <laughs> saying. If you're not in the back rubs and stuff like that, because she she needs that attention. I mean, where else she's gonna yeah. be? she gonna get it? Right. You know what I'm saying. So just be there for it Listen um be observant you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying be watchful it, it was times that uh i think you right before i think right before the uh the birth she would lose you know balance in the shower you know she, she would stumble she would fail one time i don't even i don't remember i think it was the time i wasn't even home but just knowing like okay i need to make sure xyz is in is in order if i'm gone you know what i'm saying i gotta make sure you know what i'm saying everything is just safe with, mm-hmm. with me being away, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, but yeah, just, just being flexible, man. But next, we're gonna talk about comforting your child. All right, so one thing about comforting, we know that obviously this is the first time we're dealing with a, a newborn. My daughter, I think my son was worse, but my daughter, she would, you know, Cry and cry and cry, right? That's that's baby stuff, right? Baby's gonna mm-hmm. do that. They haven't learned the language yet. They're not gonna speak and communicate well what they feel and what they're going through. So, just trying to go through that troubleshooting stage. Like, all right, so I got I got clothes on her. Okay, uh, did did she shit her pants? No, did she pee? All yeah. right, cool. Is it is it too hot? Is it too cold? And I got her on the wrong shoulder. I'm supposed to hold her. You know what I'm saying? So getting mm-hmm. used to positioning yourself your posture you know what i'm saying just this know what she likes the you know stuff like that what, what have you you know witnessed or experienced that you had to like man this is this is difficult just getting getting little man together like you know how do i find the right way
1: you know i think um that was a part that came quite easily to me uh like that was my natural that was up my natural alley i'm i'm already i'm already super affectionate like um, as a father, um, I'm obviously, uh, you know, I, I'm, I can be uh, challenging, right? But mm-hmm. <clears throat> I always remember to be as affectionate as I am challenging, right? As hard as I am soft, like there's a balance that I'm always making sure I strike. And so when my son was born, you know, obviously there's no balance. You you, you do what baby wants. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... Um, that that came easy to me because i already already operate in those extremes to a degree um so what i what i did like uh, i remember i let my wife sleep as soon as she had um uh, that first night that was my night like i yeah. i was all on top of that and uh, i think the first two days in the hospital it's like now nah, i got it you do your thing i'm just going i'm i i take care of it because i wanted to make sure that i established very quickly that i was somebody who can comfort him Calm him down, make him feel safe. It was important to me that I was able to make him feel safe. Right. And and how I equate that um, is just always being the answer to, you know, baby's problem or knowing the answers or uh, being his answer. Right. When when he's afraid or when he's nervous or when he's fearful. You can't if you pass them to me because I've watched this a lot. Like um, uh, some some daughters or, or sons they get passed to their dad and they're like, "What the hell did you just give me to him for?" Like you know, like you can almost yeah. see the disappointment in that kid's in the kid's eyes. Like, why are you picking me up? Where's mommy? <laughs> right? Because we, like you said, we allow our wives to do a little bit too much for themselves and for their child because it's it's out of our natural uh, you know, it's out of our natural skill set. So for me, it was right up my alley to challenge myself to just be the comforter, right? Yeah. Uh, and comfort everybody, do my best to comfort everybody. So, man, me and my son, we slept on a couch. I think I've never had so many back and shoulder problems in my life uh, when we first had him because when we when he, he got out of NICU after 21 days, uh, my first son, hell, I slept on a couch. And with, my, with both of my sons, when we got them home, I was doing all the couch sleeping because they wouldn't sleep in the crib. It was, it was rough, yeah. but, uh, I just, I know that my sons got used to sleeping on my chest just as much as they got used to sleeping on mom. I fed my sons as much as my, my wife fed them. Now, uh, they drank breast milk exclusively, but they didn't breastfeed. Uh, neither one of them cared to to latch on, but my my wife still pumped for six months for both of them. Um, wow. Uh, so I think like eight months, eight, eight or nine months for Noah and then like six months for Riley. Um, but I fed, I fed my son as much as if not more than my wife, because she'd be so busy pumping. I'd be feeding while she was pumping. Cause you know, you kind of got to chase the milk at first, uh, for a while. <clears throat> so, uh, I mean, he got everything he needed from me. As, as well as she, as her, like we just took turns. We both did 50-50. And I think if a man just d- jumps in and dives in, you know, feet first, being an equal uh, source of comfort, equal source of resources, food, uh, you know, safety, that child learns to to trust that, that father. And um, I think that in the long run, it, it creates a, a much stronger bond than if you just watch mommy do everything.
0: Right, right. And another thing that that irks me is when I see, it can be anybody, but uh, young fathers obviously not being taught how to properly hold a child. So they hold the baby, the whole neck and head is just, you feel me? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> no. I had to get on my little cousin. I'm like, cuz, watch his neck, man. You got the whole. And the baby kind of just like, mm, I guess this is what we doing, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, be- so, yeah. So fellas, you know, get some game on how to probably secure the head and neck, man. If you don't do nothing else, right. You know what I'm saying? Get the head and <laughs> neck propped up. You know what I'm saying? They need that lumbar support right up, right up in here, you know? Yeah, man, be- So <laughs> yeah, come, come for your child, man. Um, you know and like i said be comfortable within yourself like i said just you know you and your child are getting used to each other you know what i'm saying so um you know take take heed to that uh this is your child man nobody is going to comfort and love your child as much as as you will you know so take mm-hmm. it serious take it very serious yeah um so yeah let's let's skip to number 3 tip number 3 is prep for the road so obviously you're gonna step out um, whether it be to a store, to your uh, another person's home, uh, wherever you're going, you gotta make sure this bag is A1, you know? So you pretty much gotta have redundancies and backups for everything. Keep stuff in the car, uh, keep stuff in the trunk. Uh, you need a bag, your, 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 your woman, she needs a bag, you know, because you just never know. Um, have, have Kev, have you ever left the house? Whether it has been you and your son, and you just forgot, completely forgot about <laughs> something, you like, oh shit, I forgot the damn diaper.
2: Man, listen. <laughs> sure, dead ass, bro. Today I took my seven-year-old son. <laughs> Today I took my seven-year-old son to swim class. <laughs> no swim <laughs> trucks.
1: Nah, he got the swim trucks. He got his swim trunks, he got his slides, he got his swim shirt, he got his clothes to get changed in. Man, we forgot to get his drawers. <laughs> he had <No>. to come, <laughs> Just today, he had the
2: commando back to the house to no. come back and put some drawers on. We, pack, <laughs> look, we done packed socks, extra shoes, we yep, done packed everything. Else. <laughs> so, you know, that's one of those, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So that's one of those things where... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I told him, like, well, you forgot your draws, buddy. Where <laughs> are you going to We damn sure going deflect that. Uh, you know, you got to be more thoughtful. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? But right,
1: right. You know, that's one of the things that, you know, I always have difficulty with is I am not like people think I'm, I, I'm not thoughtful. Like, that is not <clears> – <throat> I am task-oriented. <laughs> task-oriented. That's what I am. And um, because I'm not so thoughtful – my wife normally does all the packing. Uh, hell, even when I have to go to like every once in a while, we'll take turns because you know we don't always have a babysitter, so we need to get out and decompress for a weekend and go to a hotel room and just be with our thoughts, do what we want to do, read a book or whatever. And we'll take turns because we can't get away together most of the time because uh, you say we got a special needs son and he ain't he ain't going for that. Y'all going on? For y'all leaving for a couple days? Shit, that ain't hard work, you mm-hmm. know. So we don't go together. We gotta we gotta do our thing, you know. Um, Uh, separate but you know uh, even uh, if I'm leaving on the road trip my wife is probably better packing my shit than I am because I'm going to forget something Uh, just because I'm just unless I have a list and she creates the list I'm going to forget something so when we prep for the road that was one place because I was so helpful in other areas that my wife was able to be like you do enough I got this right and I think to this day like when we leave the house my wife thinks of everything, and I was like, "Hey, man, shit, we we messed up. We, do we got this?" She like, "Yeah, I packed a yeah, up. Like, right, thank right." Because <laughs> I because I I ain't thinking that shit at all until right now in this emergency when we need it. Um, so if you've done your job, you know, as a as a co parent or as a parent uh, and as a partner to 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 your spouse, man, you know. These are the areas that I found that I can relax in, but some people aren't doing enough in other areas and some people are more thoughtful. Some men are more thoughtful. So uh, that's one of those things that that, uh, you can really defer that to the person who's more thoughtful by nature. That would definitely help out. Uh, But man, packing for the road, if it's left to me, man, I, trust me, there are a million stories about some draws being missing or, <laughs> or something, something ain't there, and we oh, you know, damn, we forgot that, like, like all the time mm. with me. So uh, I leave that to my wife, and um, she she makes sure we straight on that. So I can't even talk. I can't tell you to be a great packer because I ain't the great <laughs> packer. We forgot my son's draws just today,
0: <laughs> so mm. that's where we at with that. Seven years later, still trying to tweak everything just right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah well because what but you yeah, pick changes
1: and it needs change you know so
0: yeah yeah like i said we all falter sometimes you know what i mean but some people they may even create a list which i advise especially starting off you know sometimes you're like okay i need to know what it looks like where it goes how to use it um and another thing outside of having bags and material equipment all that stuff make sure your car seat is a1 do you research oh, yeah. on your car seat yeah. game know how to install it um you know forward facing rear facing stuff know the weight requirements the age all that stuff make sure you you fine tune with that stuff uh yeah they have can, classes at some schools and yeah hospitals uh, and things like that. most hospitals
1: will give you a class a car seat class most most uh, children's hospitals any children's hospital you can find a car seat class for new parents um <clears throat> in fact they won't even let you leave children's i think until they confirm that you have a car seat and you and you know how to install it like they won't even let you leave children's if you go to nick or you have a baby nursing staff are coming down there to make sure that that child is going to be secure in that car seat so i really appreciated that with them i already had it together but you know that was a nice touch because there's a lot of people who don't know and i see a lot of kids strapped onto booster seats and shit
0: wow. um and, and while they're like a, 2 years old like
1: yeah and while there's a booster seat industry it's not secure like you can get you can get by with $30 worth of bullshit in your car but it is not advisable bro like spend the money like You can buy Jordans, you can buy nice shoes, you can buy Gucci belts, you can buy a nice car, you can buy rims. People buy all this dumb shit and then they want to... Save money on car seats. Yeah, they seats, want to
0: thrift shop with car seats
1: and yeah. and the baby and and no, if you gonna spend it on you, if you can get your hair done, your nails done, you can get your girl uh taken care of. You can get all this fashion. You fresh to death. You got nice clothes, chains and jewelry on. Your son better have the best damn car seat for his weight, height, and size. Period. Mm-hmm. Your daughter better have the best damn car seat for her weight, size, height, and size. Period. uh mm-hmm. And that's just where we coming, man. And I, I feel like we've always gone above and beyond whatever the standard was for a child, you know, of my son's weight. But that's something that you definitely want to do. Cause even if you're a safe driver, you can't trust these other drivers, man. And you got to give your oh, child sir. a chance to survive anything. And man, vehicle accidents are killing adults every day. You do not yeah. want to have no cheap ass
0: car seat, you know? So yeah. Absolutely. And something that the wife had got was like a secondary rear mirror. That she could actually view at any time at a at a quick glance mm-hmm. our, our child, you know what I'm saying? And that's especially important. Um, say so you forget to buckle your child up, you know what I'm saying? Cause it was times that we pulled off, we, oh damn, we didn't even, you know what I'm saying? So just mm-hmm. having that that extra mirror, you know yeah. what I'm saying, to just see it at a quick glance, you know, if if the head is is you know, the baby head beat, you know what I mean, on when they doze off and all that. But then most importantly, make sure they strapped in correctly. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, man, that's that's important. A lot of us kind of gloss over that or you know, you know try what to man? save money. Yeah. So, so that's no that's money there. That's vital, man. So yeah, get your car seat game together. Um, but moving on, tip number four. Things will get messy all right so know that going in okay your child has no concept of keeping things neat no concept of leaving things the way they found them none of that all right so (laughs) we're talking about changing diapers we're talking about the kid throwing up on you and don't be in your fresh stuff like don't don't even wear that for a long time because if you ain't know about certain things, just leave that in the back of the back of the closet. You know what I'm saying? Your new J's, your new sneakers, whatever you value that you don't want people scuffing, you don't want things missing. You know what I'm saying? Like just just lock it up, something. Cause you are gonna find yourself pissed off for the wrong reason. We talking about a baby, you know what I'm saying? So what, what are some stories you have Kev about things just getting super messy?
1: I wish it was just about babies. Uh, Man, listen, we all hear about diapers. We all hear about, you know, throw up, babies doing baby shit. But what we don't hear about a lot of times is toddlers still doing baby shit or (laughs) very young children still doing toddler shit. Right. Like kids have their own learning curve. And unless they're naturally intrinsically neat, shit's going to be nasty and messy for quite some time. Mm. Hell, my my son just turned seven, and I'm I'm glad he just turned seven. He's pissing on the wall less next to the toilet. <laughs> you know, uh, hell in our in our last house, I had to repair the drywall because he had so much piss on it that it it, it warped the uh, no. trim. Yeah, it, it,
2: it, it warped the trim around it. And we had to give him we had, we got him his own
1: little urinal because that seemed to be better. Um, and man, listen, kids. I, when he was two, he if he if he got him if he pooped before we we found it, he was finger painting.
0: No, like, yeah, you know what our, I'm saying. Our like, son did that. He did. I mean, finger
1: like paint that. the room like oh, she, like it's a it's a it's a crime scene in here. Like the whole like the whole crib, every single bar spindle, whatever that she's got, <laughs> like everything. He's he's trying to paint the crib brown. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, don't play with poop. How many times we told you not to play with a poot? And we just call it poot. I don't know why. You know, you talk like a baby when you got a baby. And uh we said, What what I said, what
2: daddy just tell you? He said, Don't play with poot. <laughs> I said, What the hell was you just doing? He was like, Yeah, playing with poot. <laughs> it's like, damn, fail, can you break just spare me, bro? Oh my god, like you know. I wish it was just about baby throw up and diapers. That is,
1: that is <laughs> like the least of it,
2: bro. Whoa. So
1: w- just understand that messes messes are going to happen. So protect your good shoes. Um, don't wear your $300 shoes around a four-year-old, three-year-old, two-year-old, or a baby <laughs> that just drunk milk and, and has a weak stomach. I've made all the mistakes. Uh, put a brand new shirt on, put my son on, a, on my uh, shoulder, and he vomits down my brand new shirt. And the stain stain just doesn't come out. It just sticks there. Body fluid is actually uh, one of the hardest things to get out of clothing if it sits. Um, So, yeah, shit gets messy and it stays messy for quite some time. And so just uh, operate from a place of patience and understanding that these children have not been here before. Um, As much as we uh, like to think that they should know better, kids don't know shit. And what they do know, you teach them. So you teach them, you know, how to operate from a place of patience by being patient. You teach them how to, um, you know, move and navigate through disappointment by you moving and navigating correctly and appropriately through the disappointments that happen with them and around them. You know, you teach them hygiene by them observing your hygiene. It takes them a while to pick up your hygiene, but eventually they will, Um, (laughs) you know, so um, just just prepare yourself uh, to be patient
0: yeah yeah um and we'll hit on that a little bit more later later on in the segment but yeah messiness um it's it's gonna be tough you know especially for those that you know got the ocd thing going on i'm like that you know i like things orderly structured neat you know what i'm saying so that took a while it was a learning curve for me you know, I, I just cleaned the floor, I just vacuumed. Mm-hmm. We just did this, we just did <laughs> crazy this. Eyes. Hey, get... Crazy eyes, you got the crazy eyes. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Getting peed on, all that, mm-hmm. they peeing on stuff in the room. Like you said, you got, you got shat everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Um, Finger paints. So yeah, it's uh, it's tough. You know, you're trying to keep your, your crib together. The car, your car get messed up. They Bro. throwing stuff they throwing a food, they dropping food, they it's going to get hectic. So just expect it. Don't like I said, you got to know what's coming. Mm-hmm. Keep your keep some, you know, handy cleaning materials, you know, on deck. Um you know, try to avoid some things, maybe prevent some things, but it's going it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, you just going to have to, you know, hold that L for a little while. So
1: for a while, for quite some time. <laughs> Like i said my son
0: i got a four-year-old and now a seven-year-old
1: and uh when when the family's been in the car you can tell
0: yeah. uh,
1: and so every day i have to drive next to the dumpster and, and clean out from the day before when the family had had a night out or, or a ride on the town you know so bro it just it's one of those things where you have to you have to be willing to just be flexible like we was talking about and uh mm-hmm. prepare yourself uh for the messy season and it's a phase in life. It's not just like a season or all when they're one, no, it's a phase. It's like one through seven, eight. Right. You know, mm-hmm. until until they decide what their nature is
0: or, or what they what they learn
1: from you. Right.
0: So mm-hmm. and they're gonna like say they're gonna <clears throat> they're gonna be babies. Especially when you go out uh to a restaurant or someone else's home. Mm-hmm. You know, give you know if if the people people's homes you're going to uh, had that conversation with him. Like, hey, man, you know, you know, I got a one year old. So, uh, you know, if, you know we get to stain your carpet. I'm sorry. Y'all, what you, what you want us to do? You know what I'm saying? So, you may feel embarrassed, and you may feel like, oh my god, either you not, you know, feeling like you're fulfilling your duty as a parent. Well, you just got a problem child. Like, nah, they just a baby. Or these things should be acceptable. You know what I'm saying? So, just like I said, this. Clean the mess, you know what I'm saying, as, as quickly as you can. Um, you know, be watchful for it, you know what I'm saying. So it's, that's, it's also yeah, important. It is it is. Uh,
1: it's also important to make this final distinguishment or this final uh, point. <clears throat> Don't respond to mess with anger. Yeah. Right. The last thing you want to teach your child is that the things they do piss you off when the only sense of security they have is you. Right. Um. I know when I was a very small child and I used to wet the bed, I would be so pissed off at myself, it was mad at me. I was like, how dare I, what? this is This is baby stuff. I'm four, yeah. like I would really be pissed at myself. And you know, I would wake up and my mom would, you know, she'd wake up and she'd be like, don't worry. it's all good. Out of a dead sleep, three in the morning. And mm. she would, we would change the sheets together and she would say nice things. She would, she would, she was just so sweet. As flawed as my mom was in, uh, you know, her drinking, man, my mom was so, so affectionate and so warm and so understanding that she was 10 times the mother. Some mothers are even with her flaw because she gave me what I needed, which I needed reassurance. I needed affection. I needed support. And even as a little kid, I felt that. When I was even a baby, I just, you know, I'm, I'm almost positive when I made a mistake, when I made a mess, spilled milk. Like I've, I've seen kids getting cussed out and whooped for spilled milk. Man, yeah. that was never a fear of mine. If I did anything that was on accident, my mom was like, hey, everybody makes mistakes. And yeah. she just she gave me that patience from the very beginning. That made me feel supported. And that also gave me confidence because I didn't feel like a screw up. I didn't feel imperfect. I didn't feel unworthy when I did make a mistake. Unfortunately enough, babies don't understand anything but tone. Mm -hmm. Right. All they understand is tone. Right. And because they don't have language yet. So when your tone goes from to, oh, my God, move. You get on my nerves. Why'd you do that? Like you're teaching that child intrinsically, like you're you're putting it, you're embedding it in them. You're programming into them a fear of mistake making. Right. And this grows into children hiding their mistakes because they don't want that disapproval. They don't want that disdain. They don't want that. Anger and vitriol, or what it feels like vitriol. You know, it's not vitriol, but it feels like, uh, you know, they don't want to be hated by their parents. And so they put a lot of pressure on themselves and it can cause some anxiety in the kid. And so um, it's really important that understand things will get messy and keep your patience and keep your voice tones appropriate for the age of the child and their level of experience so that they understand that they're loved and they're cared for and there's warmth. Uh, to be absorbed, even when they
0: make a mistake, they're gonna work you too. Because there's times where, you know, accidentally they will spill something, waste something, what have you. Then it's like they making a game out, out of you. Know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they gonna make a, make a mockery of you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like you yep. know, I just clean that room. Right? Mm-hmm. Made it look like sorry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They just like, okay, mm-hmm. what you want me to do now? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's just they are gonna work you. They're gonna work your patience. They're gonna test you. But uh, but like you said, Kev, you really have to have that discernment, and we'll get on emotional intelligence here in a bit, but you gotta keep things, you know, keep keep things tactful, you know what I'm saying? So um moving on to the next step, staying active. So this goes for both yourself and, uh, being active with your child. So I know for myself, there was some fluctuation with, uh, health, right? So I gained some, you know, some pounds, gained some weight. I wasn't hooping like that. I wasn't lifting weights. I wasn't doing a whole lot of anything. Uh, that sympathy weight that we gained, um, with with our significant other and and, you know, because we want things to be convenient. We're going through, you know, an adjustment period, you know, we're trying to acclimate. um, And you know, the wife can't move around. She's not cooking like that. Maybe you like me and only got a couple dishes you you can go to like, I'm only good with about three or four dishes. After that, we are gonna have to run it back because I ain't got a whole lot in my bag when it comes to the kitchen. So, um, So just staying active, man, you might have to convert some space in your house if you don't already to maybe like a little workout area, home workout gym. Um, Yeah, man, like I said, and try to tone down some of the fast foods if you can uh, because it can get bad, you know what I'm saying? Um, Because I I gained some weight that I really didn't want, and then we get down, we get depressed, you know, we go through some things. So just try to stay mentally sharp uh, with your focus and – you know staying active does uh trans transform to a lot of other things like just having the mindfulness uh having the, the mental acuity uh your frustration is much lower your stress is lower things like that so some second and third level effects to come to that what happened with you were you able to kind of stay short with with your fitness and things like that when you when you first became a dad or some things were kind of on the um, for a while
1: <clears throat> um, I think that
0: I for the most part was
1: able to stay fit. I was able to stay active because we had a, um, my wife's sister would come over often. And so when she came over, it was time for us to take a nap. And then I would go to the gym because my wife would be rested. And then when I got back from the gym, she would do whatever she wanted to do. Me and my wife had a system where we gave each other breaks. And so, when it was my time for break, I was able to go do other things. Um, It would probably be good for us to pick that system back up actually. Excuse me. But yeah, I think that um, if you and your partner have a system and you give each other lunch breaks as me and my wife did, I think that that helps. And so you can still go get your hour because you are on your lunch break, you know, and you know, you got a few lunch breaks throughout the day. That's how we structured it. I would feed the kid. I would hang out with him for a while. I would play with him. She would go in the bedroom and paint her toenails and talk on the phone and just be her. Uh, When she came out, I would take a nap. I would wake up, do a few things that I wanted to do. And, you know, this is just like an hour here, an hour there. But we structured it to where we got equal breaks. And on those breaks, I was able to go be an individual, go be a man, go be Kevin. Um, And that was very valuable. And so... Uh, to date, we've operated in in much the same way. But it, just thinking about it right now, even with a four and a seven year old, it would be probably a good thing to try to implement. Even though we're much busier these days, uh, we work a lot more, or I work a lot more these days. Uh, system, find a system that works for you—a uh, breaking system, uh, uh, you know—to give each other relief. That that's what I've uh, what I've learned it helps both of you stay
0: active. Absolutely. And I say this also stems to being spiritually active, um, sociably active, things like that. Make sure that, um, you know, you read Let's Let's pick up a book. Let's just um, gain some some new knowledge as a as a parent, as a father. As long as you're getting some good sound uh, advice some good self-development tips, things like that, you can't there's no such thing as too much, you know, you got to have that in abundance because, you know, as a father, I believe in, in being pretty much a Jack of all trades, a a master of none. Um, You know, you kind of want to have your head in a little bit of everything, you know what I'm saying? So um, staying sharp when it comes to that, but also speaking about uh, your activity level, make sure that you're, being fully engaged with your child, you know, as they grow and reach these new milestones, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, them playing on their back, to them going into being on their stomach, having the, the tummy time and them starting to crawl. And so do these things with them, uh, let yeah. them see you, uh, be sort of, a, um, you know, a model of success when it comes to them trying to excel and reach the next milestone and them trying to, you know, the basic movements, you know, you got to work the, the neck right, so they got to stand up straight or sit straight on the couch, so you know what I'm saying? So um, be fun, um, be entertaining for them. Uh, a lot of us do that pretty easily, and then there's times that we're just tired and we don't feel like, you know, doing too much with them on some days. Uh, but you got to suck that up. A lot of kids are looking forward to that. When you come home, you come through that door. So sometimes you got to over-exaggerate some things you got to be animated play along you know they appreciate that it goes a very long way
1: It, it does go a very long way and even when you don't have it in you to
0: be animated
1: or to you know to play with your voice tonality or things like that like i will come in sometimes and i'd be exhausted first of all man get on the floor with your child spend a lot of time on the floor at, at their level playing in their environment being All available right. to them where they are normally which is somewhere low
2: mm-hmm.
1: right <clears throat> but even when you don't have the uh energy or, or the bandwidth to to do much i will come home and i don't know if you remember i had that um uh, i had this huge area that was uh, a jail floor tiles and
0: tiles and stuff yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. And what well yeah and um so I had this big giant jail floor, jail uh, floor, six by nine play area that that was like a, a gate system. So you had to go into this to his play area and play with him. I would come home. I'd be exhausted. Um, and even if I had to go into his play area and crash and he would just crawl all over me. And then when I had my second son, both of them, I have a, a one year old and a three year old just crawling all over me while I slept. They yeah. loved it. Like they loved that shit. They loved it. I was in there with them, even if I was knocked out. They would mm-hmm. just crawl around, crawl on my head, crawl all over me, and they would make a game. I'd, I'd be like the biggest jungle gym in the world, and I'd yeah. literally probably be knocked out, but I was there with them, and they remember that, and they loved when Daddy took a nap in there so they can crawl on me. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't even like you know. So whatever you have left to give, it belongs to your child. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It just does, yeah. right? So. Um staying active helps you uh ha- have more energy to give them more. But even when you're not active, even when you're inactive, be inactive with them. And yeah. um it-, it goes a long way. It does. It
0: does. Never mind, <laughs> yeah. There was times that the same way I would sit there holding them or something and they'd ease up out of my arms, you uh, know, hours later they gone. I'm waking up like, hey, where everybody? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So but now nah, that's good that's good if 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 they get that much of you, the last little ounce you have to give, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, um, they will recognize that like man, he tried, he passed out, but he was there, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying um, so we're almost done with these tips people uh, so next to the last tip would be baby proof, baby proof, you gotta make sure like I said, this goes back kind of resorting back to the. The messiness of things we had locks we had you know the little pieces that go on sharp corners we still got those now um medicine cabinets make sure you're putting stuff away chemicals that are in the kitchen underneath the sink things like that turn them bad boys to like off on the little spray nozzle stuff like that make things hard to reach yeah you got to be like i said cognizant proactive um especially when your kids get to moving around like it may be cute at first until they start climbing on stuff until they start reaching for stuff falling off on things Mm -hmm. so baby proof is is gonna be something you want to pay a lot of attention to man so what did you do with with baby proofing did y'all do a whole lot of that or (laughs) Oh yeah. oh yeah we
1: we did a whole lot of it like, like i'm looking i'm right now i'm touching one of those corners because we got granite countertops in this a uh, temporary apartment and it's right at face level for my sons who run around crazy and so we held yeah. eight four and seven we still got uh south corners on you know every every corner that we can find we still got the locks on the front door and the back door um you can get locks that uh, don't allow them to escape lever doors. Oh, cuz mm. we have a lever, we don't have knobs, so we had a knob uh safeties in our old house cuz we had knobs. So we, like it just keeps spinning. They can't actually get a grip to turn it cuz they don't have the dexterity to put their fingers through the holes and grab the actual doorknob. Mm. Um and so my son's 4, uh he has autism, so he's a little behind, but he's 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 aware enough to Jiggle that handle to see if he can get out, right? <laughs> yeah. And a lot of kids get lost because they they're curious and they haven't been out by themselves, and it seems like a fun game until they end up lost or you know even worse kidnapped. So, hell, we our house is still toddler proofed. You know, it's not baby proofed yeah. anymore, but it's toddler proof. We still have electrical socket covers on the outlets. We still have corners. Yeah. Our our door uh, safeties are still on. We don't have any baby gates anymore. We you know we don't we're past that, but. Again, it, when people say baby proof, you be like, oh, okay, babies, man, you, this shit is, it's a phase in life. Like it's a while, yeah, it'd be a while before you can let go of a lot of that stuff. And, um, you know, but it has to be done You again. A man's job is, you know, we always boil down to these two basic things, provide, protect. Um, even if that's the, the only understanding we have, uh, it protects your child. It protects your family that that child is safe to take all the precautions necessary so um you know while women usually are the ones who are thinking about this stuff and maybe the first purchasers of these items uh, I have seen a lot of guys dismiss these ideas that oh my gosh she going crazy she getting all this stuff this baby stuff we don't need all that babies ain't that stupid yes they are they fucking dumb babies are stupid <laughs> they're stupid. They're, they're just smart enough to understand tone and mood and everything else that will kill them is a blur. Like they don't get it. If it can kill them, they don't know it. Then they go going yeah. to find out the hard way. They're trying to yeah. find out how to – a baby will try to find out how to kill hurt themselves. That is just – it just always appeared that my sons were trying to figure out I, what's a new way I could kill myself today. that daddy has to catch me.
2: Right. Um,
1: <laughs> plastic bags. Plastic bags, another thing. Like, we, you Ooh, know, we, yeah. lo- we love keeping uh, grocery bags, and everybody has that drawer or that cabinet that's full of them Myers, crokers yes, Walmart bags. Don't let you, you better lock that damn drawer because guess what kids like to do with bags? Put them over their heads.
0: Yeah, suffocate right? themselves.
1: Yep. Yeah, so you got to really just be aware of all the safety um concerns and, and how things can go wrong. And you have to think for that child because they can't think for themselves. And uh, baby proofing is a big part of that.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, they're just walking daredevils, man. They feel invincible. They don't know, you know, like you said, what's, what we'll could potentially kill them, harm them, mm-hmm. uh, harm or suffocate them? Yeah, suffocate them. The wrong shit in their cribs,
1: too much shit in their cribs. It's a lot of they ways. Can, they what they the
0: and character. and a big one is what they put in their mouth. Everything goes in their mouth. If they can grab it and and hold on to it, oh yeah, they gonna they want to taste it. They want to see if I can you know eat it. Is it food? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Maybe it's not, but I still want to eat it. You yeah. know so. My son, he, oh, what they have, it was like some, uh, oh, what is it? Some stretchy type stuff. Um, it was, almost, I don't know what it was, but it was like gooey type of deal that you're supposed to play with, like a string type of thing. But it's, I don't know, it's hard to describe. But he, he ingested it. Uh, mm. he, he ingested, uh, I think a whole quarter. I think some other change, loose change, he got a hold of. So, yeah man it's a lot of times you feel like it's out of reach or like i said you may not remember where you where you put things so you just got to be mindful luckily it came out uh they did some x-rays on him he was good but it's gonna scare you you know what i'm saying so um just keep that in mind make sure you're having that that discourse with which is significant other about hey make sure we put our loose change up here we put it away just have a system you know, stick to it as close as you can. Like I said, the baby gate stuff, the, the doorknob things. Um, it gets crazy. They're going to put things in fans, in vents. You know what up I'm they, saying? Up they
1: nose. Up they nose.
0: Up they nose. They're going to yeah. eat dog food if you got a dog, cat litter, everything. Everything you think that can go wrong is probably going to happen. You know, at least once. So be prepared. You know what I'm saying? Baby proof stuff. Be, be aware of that. Um, and to wrap things up, Uh, chill, chill. I got to remind myself to just chill, relax, slow down, brother. And and then we kind of touched on this before. Like you have a knee jerk reaction and you just, you, you know what I'm saying? They just set some off and you just blow up and it may not even be that big of a deal, but it's like, it's the end of the day. You had a rough day at work or something else It's compounding and you just explode. Yeah. You know what I mean? They could have just left a crayon on the couch and you, you just lost it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So chill. Take a step back. Relax. Don't even have a immediate response. Just kind of just embrace it for a second. Mm-hmm. Just look at the yeah. shit on the wall and just... That shit on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. What do we have to clean? Like, just think of a solution first. Before we even react yeah. and say, okay, how are we going to... How are we gonna get this done? You, you know, know what I mean,
1: it's it's good to really like the delayed response is probably one of the best ways to ensure that you're not creating damage or trauma in the way that you respond. You know, chill for me is just like anger management, proper anger and mood management for that child to feel safe and and like stable in the environment to be stable. Uh So. You know, a thing might happen upset you, piss you off, catch you off guard. What I've practiced is not handling it in that exact moment, um, but like giving myself, giving myself like five minutes to just like, cool, <laughs> right, right, right. I don't give like if if there's some shit spilled on the floor like i don't really care about that don't bother me but sometimes kids will do shit that really bothers you that scares the shit yeah. out of you that panics you um it's sometimes delaying your response even if it's just like 60 seconds two minutes like don't allow yourself to whatever your knee jerk is don't allow that like let me count to six like set a timer and it, like all right. So what's the solution here? What is the solution? Because yelling at the kid what the problem is doesn't help. It doesn't do anything. It just creates a, you know, a trauma, inst- instability, distrust, fear, anxiety. Um so just proper anger management and proper mood management and even mental health management for some brothers. Um, is is key to making sure that your child feels like they're in a safe environment and that they don't grow into people who have to fix the shit that you put into them because you didn't manage your mental health. You didn't manage manage your anger. Um, That's one of the biggest fears I have uh, is is that I've in some way programmed my son uh, against himself to such a degree that he has to sit in a psych, uh, in a psych, uh, office at some point in his adulthood and sift through his childhood trauma, right? Like mm-hmm. that is a, a fear of mine. And, um, you know, how I obviously combat that right now is just making sure that I don't actively do things that commit harm to him or, or his psyche. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I do my best to make sure that what he gets from me is strength and resilience and not anxiety and not fear and not uh, self-doubt. My son's naturally very anxious, extremely anxious, uh, and we haven't gotten to the bottom of how it's just kind of his nature. He's extremely anxious. He's just a little fearful little boy. Um, mm-hmm. And so I challenge him and he rises to the challenge every time, but he needs that challenge because he's naturally going to shy away from it. Uh, In time, he's learned to trust himself and be confident that he can overcome things even when he's afraid. And so, uh, you know, I'm glad that I've been able to, you know, Mm -hmm. help teach him that. But it's it's frustrating because I'm not anxious. I don't relate to it. Sometimes it's like, what the hell you mean you scared? Like, like, what the hell you why you crying? Like you you be mad like because you don't understand it. And you don't obviously you understand that. It's not, and it um, seems
0: easy to you, but yeah, yeah,
1: right. And you understand that the challenges he has in the future need him to be a different person. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, from from baby, uh, you know, from infancy to uh, adulthood, chill is a one that you can apply across the board to parenthood because you will need to manage your anger, your mind, your moods, your spirit, uh, your energy, the what you put out, your tones. You will need to manage all of that from day one to. A day 1 million it just won't yeah. even you always need to chill you always need to have something constructive to add to the situation and always make it a teachable moment if necessary um and just again just be a safe place for your child and that requires you to just chill man and, and let them have their moment let them have their experience and guide them and not and just you know
0: come down on them yeah and another thing <clears throat> i want to attach to this chill piece it's something like I said, another thing I'm struggling with, and we talked about this before we went we got on here, being a helicopter parent. Oh, I yeah. suck. It's bad. Like I'm there, constantly checking. I'm spying on them, looking over the railing, the banister, the pe- peeking in they they room, like what mm-hmm. you done yeah. fucked up now. What you let me catch you here doing something. You ain't supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And it's like it's mm. with all the, the, the greatest of intentions, but it's like you need to let them be. Like yeah. you said, let them learn, explore, um, you know, search things on their own. Just be a kid. Um make their like mistakes. Said, yeah, let them make mistakes. Let them fall sometime. Let them swing off and hit themselves and you know, like I said, like you gotta gauge like, obviously the level of um danger yeah, the danger Yeah. but some things you just gotta let them because that's the only way they're gonna really learn and understand okay damn yeah. the stove is really hot, hot. water's is hot. hot daddy yeah. went line he said it was hot well mm-hmm. you know then they start to really trust you at least some kids some like nah i'm, I'm gonna test it anyway my daughter mm-hmm. like girls or at least i'm gonna just use my daughter for instance they're liable to make a mistake once and just know like oh, okay well daddy just said that he said that and i messed it up so i'm gonna just listen to daddy next time i can yeah. lose a think, you know what i'm saying um so yeah i mean obviously you gotta try to establish some ground rules a, a big big one of mine is nobody in the kitchen stay out the kitchen you know what i'm saying get up out the way you ain't got no business in here i'm gonna give you what you need just you know request what you want um you might get approved might be denied whatever Stay out of here. <laughs> talk to my things man. yeah yeah right we got yeah. hot things in here uh we got heavy things we got things yeah, sharp, things. sharp things sharp yeah. things uh like i said things that can fall on you you'd be you trying to get in the kitchen and cabinets and climbing it's just too much chaos too many things go wrong uh so that's like where like the biggest thing is like just stay out of the kitchen. Everything else, you know, we'll we'll assess that as, as it happens. But just stay out the kitchen. But like I said, just chill. You gotta be reserved to some things, and just and it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt you to not respond right away. Mm-hmm. You, you gonna you gonna fuck your kid up and not by not even saying that they gonna be like, damn, he not even. Oh, mm-hmm. well, I'm in big trouble. He ain't even speaking. Mm-hmm. He ain't even oh what's that one meme off the wire he like, oh oh uh, yeah oh yeah <laughs> so they gonna feel like it's it's worse than what it is but you know i like i said i've been i've been guilty of just spatting off and and just later realizing like damn I wasn't even that serious like what was i tripping for mm. and i had to go back and apologize and say, my phone mm. started i didn't daddy was messed up it, that's on me okay so yeah. let's, let's talk about some rules let's talk about um you know what we can do better next time you know and, and daddy's you know daddy gonna work on it okay so um, but yeah man these these tips i think are, are very helpful uh and and we can all be reminded of these tips and like you said at any stage in life you can pretty much you know correlate them to to any stage you know so before we jump out of here, any any last words you wanna you wanna leave for our folks, man?
1: Just um, you know, for the new dads that might be listening, listen, man. Fatherhood has to be intentional. You just ain't no father because you you had a kid. Like that don't make you a father, man. The effort, the focus, the dedication, the diligence that you put in every day—that's what makes you a father. Um, having balls and, and and you know that don't that don't do that ain't. Helping that kid. A lot of guys run around here with balls. A lot of guys run around here, you know, that get women pregnant. But getting women pregnant don't make you no father, right? Again, Mm -hmm. your dedication to what you what you produce, your dedication to your child, your seed, your fruit. That's what makes you a father, and you have to be intentional. Being a great father, it has to come with intention and focus. Um, You're not going to be great just showing up, doing nothing, trying to be nothing special, thinking that you're already special. You got to check yourself. You got to be introspective and you got to be willing to do the work. And so, um, you know, good luck to you new dads. <laughs> Love and respect to you. These seven tips and, you know, hour and two minutes of content might be helpful to you to at least shape the ideas and the uh, framework to how you might want to approach these things or at least know what you
0: need to be ready to approach. So good luck, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is a good one. This is a fun one, man. I got some good laughs out of this, one. you know. <laughs> just just imagine the things that uh (laughs) your son's you know got you got you doing around the house man so i got a kick out of it but uh but yeah everyone thanks for supporting thanks for showing love please continue to, to, to like our content share it subscribe especially if this is your first time uh viewing our channel subscribe um let folks know comment below what you think about the tips if you feel that we skipped something or, or something that you want to add to the conversation, feel free to do that below. Our links are down in the description. Follow us on social media. We have a link tree with our merch. Uh, go check that out. See what you like in there. Um, but yeah, come again, man. We, we got more content uh, on the way. We're going to keep it coming, man. It's Fatherhood Village. All right. So without further ado, it's Dale Holloway. That's Kev Hick. Peace and love.
2: Peace and love.